I'm Mel Kettle, and you're listening to This Connected Life, the show where connected leaders share their experience, values, and strategies that have helped them become more connectable so they achieve success in life and business. Hi, everyone, and welcome again to This Connected Life. I'm your host, Mel Kettle. And today I am recording again from my wardrobe, attempting to block out the sounds of all the aeroplanes flying over, the dogs in the neighborhood that are going crazy, and our chickens who just spent 10 minutes becoming quite hysterical because a palm frond fell in the backyard. It was the funniest thing I've heard in a few days. I just want to let you know about a couple of changes to this connected life. For those of you who've listened since I started, you'll know that I've been doing two episodes a week. That's not working for me, (laughs) and I know it's not working for some of you either. So I've decided to go to one episode a week at least for the next few months while I try and get through an enormous amount of other work that I'm doing, which at the moment includes finishing my second book, which is called Connectable, How Leaders Can Unlock the Power of Connection. That is due at the editor very soon and will be out by the end of the year. So keep an eye out for that. I'm super excited. So anyway, what this means for the podcast, I'm doing one episode a week. Every second week I'll have a guest and every other week it will be a shorter episode from me talking about stuff that is important to me. And who knows, maybe I'll mix it up again, try to keep things interesting for all of us so that we don't fall into a routine that can become a little bit dull. Anyway, today I'm wanting to talk about marketing to women. A lot of people don't realize that women are responsible for the majority of all purchases. And by majority, I mean we're responsible for 90% of consumer purchases globally, which equates to over $20 trillion in global spending. That's trillion with a T, not million or billion, in case you're wondering. So it's um, lots of zeros. In women, in, in women, in Australia, women own just over a third of all businesses and this number's increasing. We're also becoming more educated. In 2014, which was the most current data I could find, almost 45,000 more women graduated with tertiary qualifications compared to men. And in many households, women are increasingly becoming the main income earners, often earning two or three or maybe even 10 times what their male partners are earning. So as well as all this, we're also the biggest contributor to the GDP. We make purchasing decisions not only for ourselves, but for our children, for our partners, for our parents, for our pets. And yet, despite this enormous amount of influence and power we have when it comes to purchasing A lot of women don't believe they're understood when it comes to marketing undertaken by many brands and businesses. So a few things that you need to think about when you are marketing is don't assume women are all the same. Please don't assume we are stupid and please don't assume we all do the housework because we do not. A great story that I often share, it was from when Sean and I were buying our first house together quite a few years ago. We saw this great place that ticked all of our respective boxes. We went and had a look and partway through the inspection, the male real estate agent, who would have been about the same age as us, which was at the time mid-30s, said to me, Mel, come and have a look at the laundry. 
And I just flippantly and not even thinking about it said to him, oh, no, thanks. I don't do the laundry. I don't really care what it looks like um, because I didn't. Um, Sean did it all. This real estate agent was absolutely dumbfounded and could not believe that I didn't do the laundry. So I threw him a bone and said, I'm happy to have a look at the kitchen because I do the cooking and I love to cook, but it was too late. The other problem with this attempted purchase of this house is that I was the one doing the negotiating of the deal, and yet he wouldn't talk to me. So I would ring him to see where our purchasing, um, our offer was up to with the owner, and he would call Sean. So needless to say, we didn't buy a house from that fellow. Now, compare that to a few years later when I went to buy a Weber barbecue and actually didn't even go to buy it. I went into a store because I was killing some time waiting for a client and it was a barbecue store that sold Webers and our barbecue had just died. So I knew we needed to get a new one, but I wasn't ready to make the purchase and for a few more months until the weather got a bit warmer for barbecuing. So I walked into this store and the man came up to me, the sales assistant came up to me, who was also, I later found out, the owner of the store. And he said to me, what brings you here today? And I said, oh, I'm just killing time. I said, I'm not in the market for a barbecue, but I thought I'd pop in and have a look and see what you have for when I am. And long story short, we had a really interesting conversation. He assumed that I was smart and he assumed that I cooked and he asked me intelligent questions about what I cooked, how often I used our barbecue, what I used it for, and made some good informed suggestions. So the next day I went back and bought a barbecue from him three months before I was ready to because he treated me like an intelligent person who may or may not have been in the market. He didn't care. He was just being kind, compassionate and interested. So do that. Behave that way when women come in and want to make a purchase from you. Don't treat us like idiots. A couple of other assumptions that people often make about women is that we all have children or want children. That is definitely not the case. And that we all love the color pink. Again, definitely not the case. I was speaking at a conference last week to a large group of men with probably 25, maybe 30% of the room being female in a fairly male-dominated environment. And I said to make an off-the-cuff comment that said, when you're doing your Mother's Day campaigns for your product, don't make it pink. And then I moved on. But then in the question, someone said to me, one of the men said to me, why, why can't we use pink in our Mother's Day campaigns? And I said, because you're stereotyping and making the assumption that all women like pink. And I promise you, a lot of us don't. And a lot of us will find that pink is quite patronizing when that's the color that you automatically use for a product that you're wanting to sell to a woman. And there were many people in the room who didn't believe me, which made me second guess myself. So I went on to Twitter later that day and said, what do you think when you see a campaign for women that's pink? And the Twitter response from women who I'm connected with there was overwhelmingly negative. Please don't use pink. It's patronizing. If I see a pink campaign for Mother's Day or some other women's specific product, I'll just scroll on by or walk on past. So if you're thinking about using pink for anything to promote women, maybe think again and maybe ask your target market, what do they think of that? One of my favorite complete takedowns of a product in pink in 2012, I think it was, Ellen DeGeneres did an absolutely hysterical monologue about big pens for women. 
have a look at it. I'll pop a link in the show notes. And then if you want to have more of a laugh after you've watched that, pop on to Amazon and have a look at some of the Amazon reviews for these pink and purple pens that Bic created for women. The product is actually called Bic Pens for Her. Don't do that. Anyway, a few lessons here. Don't create the same product in pink for women. Don't promote only pink for women when creating a Mother's Day campaign. Remember, women are smart, intelligent, educated. A few other things you need to think about when marketing to women is that you need to understand the current trends that drive demand, purchase behavior, and brand loyalty. Understanding some of these insights while remembering people do business with people they know, love, and trust will help you be far more successful. So just a few of these trends that you need to think about. The first one is technology and social media. Technology is changing enormously. The smartphone has been one of the recent, the biggest game changers when it comes to sales in recent years. Women love new technology. We're constantly adopting it, regardless of whether we're employees, we're business owners, or we're stay-at-home mums. We use our phones for shopping. We use them for social media. We use them for searching for information, listening to music, listening to podcasts, recording podcasts. And a whole lot more. So think about how can you tap into this love of technology? What social media platforms are you on? If you're a bricks and mortar store, can you provide free Wi-Fi? Can you provide an in-store phone charging system? Do you have an online shop? Is your website optimized for mobile? The other thing about social media is that women love to use social media to engage. Community is really important to us. So have a conversation, ask questions, share your stories, share your experiences, you know, whether they're funny, silly or embarrassing, because authentic and real experiences will help other people relate to you. And this will increase the trust factor. And trust is essential if you're wanting to continue a relationship with somebody in business. So even though women today are juggling so many more responsibilities from work to family and friends and volunteering and looking after our aged parents, we still find the time to hang out on social media. And the Yellow Social Media Report tells us that we're spending up to 10 hours a week just on Facebook. So think about what is it you're doing on social media? Where is your audience? Where do they hang out? Are they on Facebook? Are they on Instagram? Are they on LinkedIn? Are they on TikTok? Are they on Twitter? What do they do in terms of watching video and consuming video content? We know that there's been a fairly radical shift away from traditional TV viewing towards watching streaming video through Netflix and Stan and Amazon Prime and Hulu and watching video online through YouTube. So what are you doing in terms of creating your own video content and posting it online so that people can get a better understanding of you and your products and your services? There's also been a really big increase in voice communication, such as podcasting, use people who use Siri for particularly younger people who go straight to Siri to find the answers to questions and things like in-home devices like Amazon Alexa and Google Home. You know, voice-enabled digital assistants and voice-assisted speakers could also provide huge opportunities for highly targeted advertising and content delivery with messages informed by your market's specific actions and interests. So think about how can you capitalize on that. There's also been an enormous increase in esport. 
Now, eSport is new to me and new to many people. It's multiplayer video game competitions played in a professional competition in arenas where people come and watch them the same as they'd watch live sporting event. The 2019 Fortnite World Cup, (laughs) yes, Fortnite, the game that we don't want our kids and teenagers to be playing, has a World Cup. This year it was in New York in July in the Arthur Ashe Stadium, which has more seating than Madison Square Garden in New York. It's got more than 23,000 seats. This was a competition that was held over the course of a weekend and every session was sold out. So try and wrap your head around that. You know, 23,000 people at a time watching a round of the Fortnite World Cup where you're not involved, you're just watching people play video games. The company that ran this offered $100 million in prize money over the course of the competition. It's big business, massive business. And by 2020, which is in less than three months, how can that be? But by 2020, the global esports market is expected to generate $1.5 billion in annual revenue from sponsorship and advertising to an estimated global audience of 600 million fans. So, you know, how can you capitalize on trends like this in order to grow your business? The second thing I want to talk about is social proof. Women like talking. (laughs) We know that women speak 10 to 12,000 more words a day than men. And as well as having conversations face-to-face and on the phone, we also like to have conversations on social media and through online forums and communities. So what is it that you're doing to generate word of mouth in both offline and online communities? Because this is a massive influence on women's buying habits. How are you creating social proof and how are you sharing social proof? Because this can really increase the influence of your brand and the products and the services that you have to offer. So some research by Nielsen that came out quite a few years ago now shows that four in five Australians trust recommendations from someone they know and three in five trust online comments they read from other consumers, whether they know them or not. So what is it you're doing to generate social proof? Well, there's a few ways. You can collect testimonials and share them on your website and your Facebook page. Ask for video testimonials as well as written testimonials. And if you're using written testimonials, then try and include a photo of the customer who gave you that testimonial because social proof works better with pictures of real people. Look at how you can be capturing customer ratings and reviews. Ask for ratings for your Facebook page and on Google and then share them. And if anyone would like to give me a rating and a review for my podcast, please jump onto iTunes because I would love some more. And then third, look at how you can use influencers. And I don't necessarily mean paid influencers who are, you know, celebrity influencers, but look at who are the main influencers and your main customers who buy your product and love your product and are already the raving fans. How can you work with them to promote your business more? Hopefully this has given you a few ideas about some of the things that you can do, whoops, as I I lose my notes, uh, to market to women more. And finally, we need to remember there's no such thing as a typical woman. We're all different. We're from different generations. We have different family statuses. We've got different interests, different education, and a whole lot more. So treat us as individuals, not as a homogenous group. Empathize with our differences and acknowledge that we're not all the same and you'll have so much more opportunity 
to connect with us and for us to learn to know you, love you and trust you. Talk to us on social media. Have conversations with us when you see us in your retail outlets or in your stores or in your offices. Take advantage of new technology. Make sure your website's optimized for mobile because if it's not, we're going to go somewhere else to buy. So what is it that you're doing to market to women? What's working for you? What's not working for you? What are you experimenting with? Don't do the same thing all the time. Treat it as an experiment and try different things. What are some of the things that you're learning about women and how we buy? I'd love to know. So, you know, before I go, please connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter or Instagram. Use the hashtag ThisConnectedLife. You can tag me at Mel Kettle. And I'd really love to know what it is that you are doing to market to women. If you have any questions, please get in touch. I'm always happy to chat. My email is mel at melkettle.com. Thanks very much. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please hit subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you really liked what you heard, please leave me a review on iTunes or a recommendation on LinkedIn or both. The show notes are all on the website, melkettle.com forward slash podcast. And I'd love you to connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter. You'll find me at Mel Kettle. See you next time and stay connected. Bye.